Welcome once again to Devotional. This is lesson number two for Sunday, October 21st. So we're starting off to a, a focus on Jesus. I love this lesson. It's really drawing our minds to focusing on the sacrifice of Christ. And this lesson is entitled Blessings in Christ. And one of the blessings that is being brought forth is the blessing of adoption, which made me think, you know, you, you can, like I said, this is just highlights. I, I'm encouraging. Please go back to the lesson. There's just so much, so much to, to gather. Um, you still use the links. The link's right below this podcast. Go ahead, tap on it. Uh, and after work, during your lunch break, just spend time with it. And like I said before, if you're using iOS, and I'm sure it's on the, on the Android um, app as well, there's even an audio version. So you can actually listen to the actual lesson, not just these podcasts, but the actual Sabbath school lesson. You can listen to it on your phone as you commute. So this idea of adoptions, right? Um, when I think of an adoption taking place, usually in my mind, I will envision a baby. We have some families in our church that have adopted. Some of them actually went, uh, as we talked yesterday, to Poland. They actually went to other parts of Europe um, to get a son and bring him back to this country. And so adoption is something that I've seen here and when we were in the, at our previous churches uh, we've always been, been able to connect with individuals that have adopted someone. The senior pastor that I work with uh, at the last church that I, I pastored, he had adopted someone. But this, is, this was a unique adoption, which is what made me step back and say, whoa. It seems that there is a difference between adopting a baby or a very, 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 very young child versus adopting someone that has gotten older. Um when you adopt a little baby, they don't know anything except you or a child. They, they may not have the capacity to recollect all the details of what was their childhood up to, you know, age two or three. All they may be able to remember are you, very, very few glimpses of before you, but you're, you dominate their memory. So you think this is, this is me and to them, it'll be a shock. You know, sometimes there's physical differences that distinguish a parent from a, a, an adopted child, sometimes, sometimes you, you would not tell the difference. But there comes a moment where the child, especially if there's physical differences, gets to know that they were adopted. And that's an adjustment of trying to understand what it means to have been adopted. But like I said, um, this other family, they adopted this child when he was already older. And, I, and, I, and it dawned on me, you know, when you're adopted as an older child, I don't know what it must feel like. I'm assuming this. It must be a bit more difficult um, for various reasons and for, you know, in different contexts. But at least for me, if I were to, if I were to have the need to be adopted, it means that the home that I am in right now is not a safe home. It's not a loving home. In essence, using the language that my wife's profession, um, she's a social worker, it was a dysfunctional home. The reason I have to be adopted is because the home that I am in is a dysfunctional home that will damage, destroy, and ultimately lead me to the path of death. And so I need a different family as, as far as the court systems in this country and in the world are concerned. The condition that I am in right now is so bad, it, it would be to my advantage to be ad adopted. Now, as an older person, that becomes the challenge in that for some reason, sometimes dysfunction becomes normal. For maybe the, the, the difficulty that, in my mind at least, that I would think this, this may take some adjustment, some, some transition time. Uh, coming from a home where there's no love expressed, no actions of love, no respect, no boundaries, no rules. 
um, and then going and being adopted into a home that has all of those things, that's a shock. That's like almost culture shock. And it takes time to adjust. And I think that that is how we experience Christianity. God uses the expression, you know, we are born again. Um, but I, I think that it's not a contradictory, you know, how could Paul says we're adopted when God, Jesus says we were born again? And you know, in John 3, John chapter 3, then the dialogue with Nicodemus. Uh, I want to go back uh, two more chapters to John chapter 1, and I'm going to read to you verses 12 and 13. It says, But as many as received him, that's Jesus, to them he gave the right or the power to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born, there's that word, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And here we have now this idea that you were born, but you're an adult. You're a grown-up, and you're not born of blood. You're not born of the flesh, nor the will of men, but of God. So this idea of adoption and being born is not contradictory. I think it's when you put the two together, it just paints a beautiful picture of God. Um, we are born not of three things. We're not born of, the, of blood. We're not born of the will of the flesh. We're not born of the will of man. Which for me, it's it, it one of the when I first started coming back to the Lord. This and about three or four of the verses just boggled my mind. What does that mean? To I mean, I'm not born of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man. Simply put, this is this: if your parents are Christian, that doesn't mean that you are a Christian. You're not blood. You're not born of blood. Um, I'm a Christian. I'm born again Christian. But my children have not been born a born-again Christian. They have been born sinners, broken. Like we talked about yesterday, that broken vase that my wife brought from, or vase, I guess that's better said, that my wife brought from Poland and it was shattered. Well, my, my kids are born that way. And Jesus can put them together. His love can glue them together. Um, but they will not, just because you, you're the son of a missionary or the daughter of a pastor or whatever, or church leader, doesn't mean you are. Which in a way, takes some of the pressure off. We, I mean, we, we have this idea of pastor's kids, right? I mean, most pastor's kids, the idea is, the general idea is that they'll leave the church. They resent ministry. They resent the church. They resent God because of whatever experiences, negative experiences they may have, they may have experienced uh, as a ministry. But one of them, I think, is pressure of expectation. You are the, the kid of the elder. Your dad is the elder of the church. Or your mom is the Sabbath school teacher. You should be better. You should know better. Um, that's Those are false, hurtful, presuppositions and pressures of expectations that God doesn't place on anyone. God doesn't say because your dad's a, dad's a pastor, therefore your behavior needs to be different. No. Your behavior will not change until you accept Jesus into your life, period which takes the pressure off. God does not work by pressure or coercion, and neither should the church. So we need to kind of examine ourselves. You know, what if we are adopted, that means that it's a, a, something that happens when we are older, and it is a second birth experience. Adoption is just another language for the, the second birth experience. So you're not born of blood. Just because you are a Christian, your kids are not Christians. They need to become Christians. They need to be born again. So mom and dad, you have, you have, that's your focus. That's your mission. That your children out of their own volition, not your pressure, not your expectations, that they will get baptized because they love God. That's not being blood of, being born of blood. The other one is not being born of the will of the flesh, which means that I cannot make myself a Christian. 
I cannot make myself a son of God or a daughter of God. It's not in me. I, if, if I can't inherit it from my parents, I definitely will, will not have it built in inside of me. This notion that you just need to find the good in you and develop that, it's a false notion. All you will find inside of you is a broken piece of base, pieces of shattered glass that is in, humanly impossible. Just as it was impossible for my mother-in-law or my wife or even that artist that made that vase, it would have been impossible for him to put that vase and to be make it exactly the way it was before it was broken. You cannot put yourself together. So not of the will of the blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. This last one is, speaking I guess to parents, you yourself cannot make your children a Christian. You cannot make your child a child of God. The, the verse finishes saying, but of God. If we were to remove those three knots, not of the blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of man, if we were to put that, to remove those or put them in a parenthesis, we would, it would read like this. As many as received Jesus, to them God the Father gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in His, in his name and are born of God. Are born of God. And are adopted by God. How can you be born and be adopted, right? Um, there's a story that I read years ago of a little girl that went through this awkward, um, you know, parents were not, parents don't know how the child's going to respond to this, to the news that he, you were adopted. So this little girl is being approached by the parents. She's older. She's understanding now abstract relationships. She, she knows some biology too. I mean, she knows that babies are born inside mommy's bellies. And so when the mom and dad break the news that she's been adopted, she's like, so I did not grow inside your belly, mommy? And the mommy said, no, you grew in my heart. We are born of God because we grew in his heart. We are adopted. God chose us broken. God chose us with our faults and failures and past. That speaks of the bigness of the love of God. He didn't pick the nice ones. We didn't pick the, the shiny ones because there weren't any. My wife would not have picked a broken vase to bring through all that trajectory from Poland to Ohio down to Puerto Rico to give his, her mom a broken, shattered vase, vase. But when God looked at the universe and saw you and I shattered by sin, his compassion went out to us and God so loved the world that he gave. So take courage. Do not let the enemy deceive you into thinking that because your life may be broken in pieces right now and you have no clue how to put it back together, God does. He will begin by putting you together. If you have not been born again, all that means is that you have not decided to accept God as your father. He's offered already the, the gift of adoption through Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, He opened the way for you and I to become children of God. Will you be a child of God? Will you let God be your Father?